The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about the rise of digital audio advertising. Joining us is Tal Florentin, who is the founder and CEO of Summerai, which helps companies enjoy the magic of audio by turning their classic textual content into engaging branded audio playlists that help their audience know more with less effort. Yesterday, Tal and I talked about the podcast and streaming audio landscape, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to repurpose text with audio. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Tal Florentine, the CEO and founder of Summerai. Tal, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about the audio landscape, right? How audio is kind of mirroring what's happened in text and in video in the sense of its adoption curve has gone from being primarily a terrestrial streaming medium, right? We used to watch TV on our actual television. And then we moved to on-demand content where Netflix came along and we're able to find YouTube videos. And now we're seeing the same thing happen in audio. We were listening to the radio and then all of a sudden we were able to stream radio and now we're able to listen to our content on demand. And so people are becoming more accustomed to having different types of fidelity for different pieces of content. One of the things your company specializes in is enabling people to repurpose their content. So talk to me a little bit about how marketers should think about repurposing their text content with audio. So I think the basic understanding that we have to bring to the table, which is kind of not trivial these days, is that audio opens a different type of communication with your audience. So starting to think about repurposing content starts at looking what you have now and what you invested your efforts in creating. This could be blog posts that you publish on a weekly or monthly basis or white papers that you invest more efforts in creating or ebooks and so forth. And to my understanding, each one of these formats can and should turn into some kind of an audio format to allow other people to consume it without having to stop what they do. Because Usually what happens if you look at the content discovery, let's talk about blogs for a second. We basically look for something that we're interested in. We land into some kind of a blog post and we look at it. And usually it's done while working. 
So then since you try to be productive and use the most of your time doing your work, you're actually stuck in front of a blog post and you say, this is interesting. I leave it for later and you leave the tab open for never. The interesting thing is that we don't have a place in our calendar to get back to open tabs and actually digest them. So the end is usually having a list which never ends and never being consumed. So from my point of view, the discovery situation is just the situation where somebody tells you this is interesting for me. But the problem with this is that they don't have the ability to consume it later on on the go. So one of the things we started to play with is a component we call later, which is the ability to actually play later. So the alignment of motivation is the idea of allowing you when you discover a content piece that you're interested in to mark it so it will be available and it will wait for you on your listening time, which is later on when you're in traffic or walking your dog or whatever. So turning the original content into audio is not just putting a player in your website, in your blog, because it's not good enough. The main problem is not whether I'm going to listen to that or read it. The problem is how not to do that when I'm in front of my desk or trying to get my work done. So I think one of the, the elements of repurposing is moving your content into different formats to allow it to enter different places in your timeline. So a blog post would be one reference for that. Another version for that would be taking that 17-page ebook that you created or white paper and turning it into something we can digest on the go. So I think it starts with looking at the content that you created. And I think a lot of effort is invested in creating textual content. And the more investment you have there, the more you see that people don't have the energy and attention to consume. And you have super valuable content that doesn't get consumed. And the end result is that people are not moving down your funnel in creating awareness for what you offer and so on. So I think turning your content into audio and allowing it to enter the relevant timelines of your audience is the main type of thinking I would like content marketers or marketers in general or demand generation professionals and so on to, to start thinking about. So it's not just creating a podcast, it's taking the content that you have and moving it into audio to allow people to consume it on the go. So let's talk a little bit about not only the process for repurposing your content, but also the cost. First, you're going to look through your content and figure out what is compatible to being included in audio. Look, you might have an infographic. Obviously, that's something that's going to be different to describe in audio. Maybe that's the, not the type of content that you're going to be converting, but you might have a narrative-based blog post that would make the equivalent of a podcast, and that's something that you can repurpose. Are you using in-house resources? Are you getting somebody else outside of your organization to speak the content? Are you using artificial intelligence or you know automated voice technology to be able to speak the podcast? What's the way you're taking your content at volume and converting it into audio? Let's start with the type of content that would fit audio or, or let's start with the content that doesn't fit audio. From my point of view, I describe the types of content we create in the organization. I split the types of content we create into three categories. One category is how to. So let's assume you're trying to build a website and you need some kind of a JavaScript code you need right now in order to implement some kind of a behavior or a function you'd like to create. In this situation where you need a how-to guide, video would probably be the best version. Second to that would be probably a visual and textual would be the third option. Audio would totally be irrelevant because you probably wouldn't want to stare at the walls and listen to somebody explaining without seeing something in front of you. So from my point of view, how-to and audio are not good friends. So let's eliminate that. Third type of content in my category, and I'm jumping directly to the third one, this is content that nobody wants to consume. 
And I think there is a problem which content marketing knows about for quite a while, which is companies creating content for search engines instead of human beings. And I think it has been reduced over time, but still a lot of content that we create is things that we want to share instead of things people want to consume. And I don't care about that content because it doesn't matter what you're going to do to that. People are not going to invest too much efforts in that. And then we're left with the second type of content, which is content that you want to promote and I want to consume. So we have a common ground that I would like to consume that. But the problem is that I don't have time on my desktop or my mobile or my evening time in front of the TV or something to consume it as a text or as a video. And then you get into the world of audio opportunities. And I think you mentioned infographics, which is interesting. Why are infographics there? Because we try to make them more interesting for people to actually stay when they want to go. So my motivations around audio is to allow people to actually go because I don't need them to stay because I have an audio version for them to be able to leave. So I think the infographic era is basically over and... If I jump to the second part of how to produce audio, so again, three categories. First option is to work with professional voice artists, narrators, and enjoy the fact that there are millions of them and you can enjoy any tone of voice you would like. And I think the cost of that is, of course, much lower than producing any type of video. It's super flexible. If you have changes, it takes sometimes a few hours to get an updated version. It's out there, it's cheap and it's available. So this is one option. Second option is automatic text, which I've been testing automatic text for five or six years. I didn't talk about automatic text as an option for five years. I think what happened over the last year or so is amazing. Automatic text became relevant and became an option. But I am going to give you a super secret ingredient of what we do with content. I'm all ears for super secret ingredients. It's something it took me five years to actually figure out. So... We started working with text content and narrating it with professionals. And we started with text-to-speech mechanisms because we wanted to keep it cost-effective and scalable. So the main thing that happened is that people said that it sounds like a robot and they don't want to listen to that. So it took a hard decision to actually start working with professional narrators and actually paying them and putting them in our work process. And once we finished setting up the workflow for human beings to do the narration, the first time we published a human narrated item, the first feedback I got is, wow, this is a really good robot, which was super insulting because we actually spent six months getting to that. And when I tried to figure out why people think that our human narrators that we pay for are robots, we found out that the reason they think about them that way is the text that they're reading out loud was aimed for reading and not for narration. So then we started doing text editing. So instead of giving text to the narrators, which is three categories about content marketing. One, how to use audio. We started to break that because this is actually how robots talk and not how we are having a conversation right now. So one of the things that we do today is actually do some minor editing to turn textual content into the conversational content. And the interesting thing about it is that when you take this content and send it to an automatic text instead of a human being, you get awesome results. And then you enjoy the benefit of that very updated technology in some cases. So it could fit some cases and it could be good enough and very cost-effective. It is still less valuable than a human being. The third option, which I think is the most kind of uncharted or unused option, is to DIY, to bring your own voice. And the interesting thing is that podcasters do that, of course, and professional narrators do that. 
But the rest of us basically don't do that. So we don't take a microphone and we record what we have to say. And I think this is the most interesting thing we're going to find out because while human being non-professional audio is sometimes not the highest quality, what we get is the highest authenticity. And as human beings, we value authenticity. So I'd rather get a lower quality, but get you in person instead of a narrator saying what you wanted them to say. So I think every marketer or every content creator or blogger should think about reading out loud or saying out loud whatever they had to say. And in some cases, you find out that it's so good that you actually switch the process and create a textual version to what you just recorded instead of read out loud what you just wrote. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So I understand the idea that people speaking is going to be better than computers and using the right microphone and the right linguistics to make it sound like something is narrated as opposed to read improves people's ability to consume the content. I think really the question for marketers is, I can go through the process of having somebody read. I can use a computer to automate the process of creating audio content. You know, what's the cost trade-off and what's the benefit by adding audio to your text? So I think the cost is minor in general. If you had the content ready, turning it into audio is pretty minimal. It usually will cost you, I guess, up to 50% the cost of actually creating the original textual version of that. And sometimes even much lower than that. Of course, relative to creating video, it's completely a different area of costs. And I think in order to talk about ROI, the return of investment of the effort to create audio, I think it's super important to ask what you're going to do with that audio. Right now, what we see in some cases is people putting the audio version in their blog post and expecting people to actually select listening instead of reading. But one of the things that we've been playing with is the ability to allow people to create playlists from your content. So I'll give an example of what we're working on with the Plater component. Let's take your blog posts. And instead of just reading one, 
let's collect a list of blog posts we would be interested to consume and then consume that later on. So right now the value I'm getting from you is much higher and we are seeing in some cases a much higher engagement with the content. Another option, and I actually did that earlier today, is placing a visual on social media, kind of short post that talks about what value I'm going to talk about and put a QR code on that visual. So my idea is that when people are scrolling through LinkedIn or Facebook or any social media and they bump into the value proposition I am offering, I'm allowing them to actually grab their phone, scan the code and listen while doing whatever they do or later on when they get their car. And amazingly, what we see is super high content consumption in that format. Also, because it's a new thing, you don't see QR codes kind of in your social media feed. It's not something standard. There's a different game with clickbait. You know, if I promise something, now you don't have to invest the efforts of reading. You just have to listen, which is a higher value. And this is kind of opening door to different types of communication. And I think they are totally worth testing. And of course, another element that would kind of affect how engaging your content is and how many people actually consume that, the length of the content is super critical. And I think the difference between you creating content that's waiting for people to arrive and you pushing content directly to them in the right situation on the customer journey. So if your content is relevant, short, pushed, and available in audio, you're going to experience a very high engagement. You know, I think that what you're doing when you're repurposing text to audio is giving people the ability to engage with your content at different parts of their journey. They can take your content on the go as opposed to if they're reading it, they're sitting in front of a screen. So it allows you to open, I don't know, a new window, a new door for people to consume your content in the fashion that they want, which makes it really valuable. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Tal Florentin, the founder and CEO of Summerai. In part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Tal and I are going to wrap up our conversation talking about adding audio to your content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Tal, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tal Florentine UX. That's T-A-L-F-L-O-R-E-N-T-I-N-U-X. Or you can visit his company's website, which is summarai.com, S-U-M-M-U-R-A-I.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.